Almighty God, for this awesome opportunity, Father God, to be amongst your people together, Lord God, in one accord, worshipping you. We thank you that your spirit is in this place. Father, we open up our hearts to receive what your spirit is doing in this sanctuary and in our hearts today. Decrease our minds, my God, and increase your will, your way, your thoughts, your actions in our hearts and in our minds. We bring down any walls, Father God, that stands in our way from hearing your word today. We bring it down today, Father God. But we know that your strength can penetrate through any walls that we put up today. Help us to receive of your word. Spirit of the living God, we invite you in this place. We thank you for our celebration service today. We welcome you in this place. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We want to welcome you to our Sunday celebration church here at Destiny City Church, where we believe in all things are possible. Amen. I want you just to turn your Bibles today with me to Matthew chapter 11. And as we read this chapter, I really want you to dispel some myths that we have about the Word of God. Because today we're going to sort of discover some things that maybe we, we read it and we give our own interpretations of it. And sometimes it means something completely different. I know that I was totally and utterly challenged as I was uh, putting this message together. And the Holy Spirit really undone some things that I thought... Um, concerning this particular scripture, which I want to share with you this afternoon. Amen? I'm going to read from Matthew 11, from verse 12. For the sake of those who are writing, today the message title is called, Be Forceful. The Bible reads in the New King James Version, and from the days... Of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. I want to read the same version, if you have the NIV version, if you can put up the NIV version for me. It reads, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence, and the violent people have been raiding it. My favorite version, although I don't particularly have this Bible, is the New Living Translation. So if you have the NLT, it reads like this. And from the time John the Baptist began reading until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. When you read those three versions, you kind of see something different in each one of them. The first one is where I got confused. I've always read this passage as the violent take it by force, and I just leave it there, and then I go into a warfare prayer and say, yeah, we're taking back violently, we're taking back the kingdom, without really understanding exactly what it was saying to me. In my eyes, the kingdom suffering violence was just an onslaught that we're getting, and it is. But, and the church must go and take it by force and get all forceful in that. And whilst that is the case, there's something else about this scripture that we need to realize when we're reading it. It doesn't actually say 
as in the NIV and the NLT, that violent people are attacking it. Sorry, that violent people are attacking it, yeah, which is them taking it by force. It doesn't actually say that in the way that we actually read it. From the days of John the Baptist means that he was preaching a message that is coming under attack from the world. And the message that he was preaching in Matthew 3 and 3 is the message that's coming under attack today. And it's the message of repentance. Yeah? When he went about preaching, the first words he was using, and indeed Jesus, when he first started his ministry, the first word was repentance. Repentance is a very, very hard word to take. But that's what he was printing. He was saying to people, the message that I'm bringing and the one that's coming after me is going to bring this message of repentance. What he wants for the kingdom of God is a turning around. Repentance means a turning around. It doesn't mean sorry. It doesn't mean an apology. It means an actual turning around. John the Baptist was actually out there saying, turn around from the life that you're living. Turn away from it. Turn through 180 degrees. Turn away from it. And what this message was also doing to the people that were hearing it, it was convicting their hearts. And we know today that when people's hearts are convicted, they react. When they react, nine out of ten times, they react violently. Because none of us like to be in the, we don't like the light to shine upon the wrong that we're doing. So when we come to someone and we scream out repentance, the kingdom of God say, turn your life around, turn to the Lord Jesus, get, receive salvation. When we're out there like John the Baptist, forcefully begging someone to turn their lives around because we know the outcome, we don't receive the response that we think that we ought to receive. Because what in reality, when we telling somebody to repent, we're saying, I'm pleading with you. Turn your life around for the sake of the kingdom. We're actually saying, turn your life around. We're on your side. We're not particularly calling out somebody's wrong. We're saying, repent, turn around from it. We know it's going to take time, but that is the message that's coming under attack. We live in a world now where anything goes. And it's that, it's, it's that point where we're forcefully advancing as a church. After careful studying of this text, and I was seeking out other commentaries, I discovered that this text has a twofold meaning in it, and we're going to explore that. First, it says there's conflict between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. Yeah? There's a friction. There's a rubbing, a rubbing together, which doesn't, it's not iron sharpening iron, really. There's just a friction. And you know when a friction happens to your body, it hurts. Right? So they're between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. There's a friction. We're rubbing them up the wrong way. Yeah? And they're feeling the pain of it. Yesterday, we, we, uh, uh, the girls the, the, at EWC, we went for a massage yesterday. Very nice. But as much as the massage was really, really nice, there were certain points. I had my feet done. Right? But there were certain points that she, the, 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 the young lady was um, rubbing. And although realistically it was a good thing, right? But it was causing me some pain, right? She did say I was very tense, <laughs> right? And she'd be right. 
because it was good for me, but it was still causing me some pain. It was good for me because it identified some things, but it was causing me some pain. Karen probably knew it more than anybody else. <laughs> she was having a massage that was causing her pain, but it was good for her. Amen? And this is what's happening with the church. The kingdom of heaven suffering violence. Evil opposition is getting stronger as the church is advancing. Evil opposition is getting stronger as the church is advancing. Violently attacking the message and the messengers of the kingdom of God from every angle. We are being pressed by every angle. So that's what this text is saying, that we're, the message that we're preaching is being violently attacked. The way that we respond to it ought to be just as violent. And this is what this text is saying. I think sometimes we, when the attack is coming on the church, our thoughts are, the church, I think the reason we don't attack back in the way that we ought to attack back is because we see the church in a weak position. But this text is telling us the church is advancing. That's why the attack is happening. You may look at numbers in the church that you are, but we have to look at the church worldwide. The church is advancing. The violent are violently attacking and advancing church worldwide. When you're thinking about this, don't just think about your church, the numbers that you see in your church. Think about the church worldwide. There is an advancing. We have so many television programs that's reaching out to people. You're hearing, you're seeing churches that are dominated they're packed and sometimes we think the church isn't advancing secondly God's people are also forcefully advancing there's an explosion of power so as the attack is intensifying out there there's an advancing that's going on in the church the church is growing and the violence out there is getting work worse. The violence against us is getting worse as the church is advancing. If the church was not advancing, the violence wouldn't be so bad. So when we're thinking about the church, we have to think about we are advancing. We will continue to advance. But as we continue to advance, the violent are going to be attacking us even more. Jesus said, and we have to take comfort in this, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Matthew 16 and 18. He said he's going to build his church. He's building the kingdom of God. He's building you and he's building I. Why? Because I'm building it on a rock, a solid foundation that cannot be shaken. We sang that today. Cannot be shaken. We cannot be shaken. Sometimes we look like we're in a weak position, but we cannot be shaken. We are on a foundation that is a rock that cannot be moved. Can somebody say amen? Matthew 7, 24 and 25. We have to read it and believe it. That we are on a rock that cannot be shaken. We are forcefully advancing. We are forcefully advancing, church. Let's free our minds and take that truth 
that reality that we are advancing. Every single time it gets worse, we get attacked. Someone says to you, politically correct today, oh, you can't say that. Every time that happens to you, know that the church is growing. The church is advancing. Commentators agree that people are being freed from the power of the Satan. When I was researching this, it's amazing how many people actually agree with that. But sometimes we don't because we're looking at numbers. They agree that the power of Satan and the people are taking hold of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And because of this, the retaliation from the, from the world system, from the kingdom of this world, they, is heating up, causing the conflict to be even more harder between us. People in other countries are being martyred, beheaded. Persecution is from all sides. It's coming everywhere. When that persecution has come, the first thing we do is we shrink back. Oh, no, the church is up. We don't want it to happen to our church. Oh, my God. It's going to intensify. That means by intensifying, who's threatened? The world. If the church is advancing, they're threatened by the kingdom of God advancing. And forcefully at that rate. Forcefully means the rate at which it's advancing is really, really it's, it's just speeding up. Just as we say that the system, our world, our days, our year, it's really going fast, isn't it? It's just... It's just it, that's exactly the same as a church. That's exactly the same as church. Church, we are advancing. Tell your neighbor, we are advancing. Convince them. Say it with a convincing word. Convin convincing voice. We're advancing. Laws are being passed in this, in this kingdom. Jesus warned us about lawlessness in Matthew 4. Sorry, in Matthew 24. He warned us about this lawlessness that's going to increase. We're fighting it in our workplaces. We're fighting it in the school system. We're fighting it everywhere we go. We're fighting this lawlessness. The only reason we're fighting all these laws and policies that tells a boy that he's a girl if he wants to be, or a girl that she's a boy if she wants to be. In schools, you can't tell them they've failed. It's intensifying because it's against God's laws and God's statutes. And the reason it's intensifying is because the church is advancing. The devil knows he has but a short time. He's going to turn up the heat. If the heat is turned up in your life, it's because you represent something that is threatening the kingdom of this world. Violence doesn't necessarily mean bodily harm or killing. It's just ferocious attempts, fierce, and I say that word again, fierce opposition, and the use of worldly power sources to frustrate and demean the message of God. Have you ever spoken to someone when they say, and you speak the word of God to them, oh, that's just archaic, that's just old. That's that, that was then, it's not now. They're, what they're in essence doing is they're demeaning what you're saying. They're trying to take the power out of what you're saying and, and make it nothing. And what happens sometimes with us is we shrink back once it looks like it's nothing. But it's nothing to them. What you've got to realize is that they are there to frustrate and demean what you are saying. You are the church. You represent the kingdom of this world. Do not think for one minute the devil is not attacking you. He's attacking you from every side. 
don't shrink back. Be forceful with your life. Be forceful with your life. Don't allow someone to make it hard for you to preach the gospel where you are. Be forceful. Today I'm exposing that when it's happening to you, get more forceful. Get into the word of God. The rhema word of God is the saying of God. And the logos word is the word. The word and the, the rhema word and the logos word go together and they have power. But we don't want to use it today. But we've got to forcefully advance. And the only way to forcefully advance is to use the word of God and the sayings of God. Can somebody say amen? We've got to be armored up. Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Put on the whole armor, especially the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Use the sword of the spirit. Get into this. Get into this weapon. Use it. Use it wherever possible. Forcefully fight on a daily basis. Don't ever put your guard down. Put on your armor every single day. Don't put it down. Don't wake up in the morning and say, I don't need you today. You need it every single day because you're in a fight for the kingdom of God and you're in a fight for your life. And you've got an enemy that is after you 24-7. He wants to attack you in your sleep, when you wake up, when you're coming to church. He wants to frustrate your re- you coming to church in the mornings. He wants to put anything in your way. And sometimes the excuses that we, we use, we allow him to put those blockages in our way. Instead of saying, I'm going to kick down that wall. I'm going to shout it down like they did with Jericho. Sometimes we need to forcefully advance even in our own head. Bible says, cast it down. Cast means a a forceful attitude. When you're casting something, cast down some of those things in your mind. Come to the reality that this fight is real. It's happening in the heavenlies and it's happening on the earth. Do not let your guard down. It's really funny, I was reading. Exodus 1 and 12. Can you put that up on, on, on the screen for me, please? It was when the children of Israel were in persecution that they were increasing in number. In persecution, they were increasing in number. They were still increasing in number and the oppressors were in dread of them. If we have that mentality in in our persecution, when we're going through the hardest times of our lives, if we realize it was right then and there where the children of Israel were increasing in number. When the church is going through persecution, we might shrink back. Oh, I'm not going to tell anyone to go to your church. Oh, I'm not going to bring anyone to church anymore because it's, it's too hard. It's too hard. So I'm not going to tell anyone. But the children of Israel, they were enslaved. It was hard for them. But they were increasing so much so that their their oppressors were actually afraid of them. Church, if we do the same thing, the world system will become afraid of us. In fact, they already are because we are advancing. So every time the retaliation comes, know that that is exactly what's happening. Read about the children of Israel and see what was happening there. They were advancing. 
because of persecution. I was even thinking of, I used to say this when I was a lot younger, you know, third world countries, that the ones where their children don't have any food or clothes or they need immunization, we see it all on the TV. I used to say, but why are they still having children? Somebody, you must have said that, isn't it? They, 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 can't, they ain't got no food. I'm surprised they've got the, the strength to even procreate. <laughs> Being real. That's, that's what I thought. I thought, why are they even doing that? Are the children gone? Yes. <laughs> I said, Can we? And, but it's exactly the same like the children of Israel. It's in persecution where you increase. There is something in us that doesn't want to die out. God doesn't want the church to die. Something in us, we don't want our, our, our nation, our, our, our culture to die out. So in their poverty, especially India and Africa, they're in poverty. Yet they've, Do you know that the, the, the country that's most enslaved is China? I nearly drop off my seat. I always say, you know, because we only ever see India and Africa. And then I say, where's my hang on the way? Hold on. It's China. China. What's the biggest population in the world? China. Enslaved, oppressed, yet the biggest population. What does that tell us about persecution and opposition? Today, my hope is when we're in persecution, we will grow. My hope is, when the church is under attack, we will grow. It will make us evangelize more. It will let us see the urgency of people coming to the Lord. Because that is its purpose. The purpose is for the church to grow. God allows your persecution so that you can grow. God allows the church to be persecuted so that it can grow. Sometimes a church will go up in number, down in number, up in number, down in number. Something is going on. When children are walking, they go up further, boop, down, up, and boop, down, up, and down. That's what's happening. Persecution is coming our way. So because we are advancing, advance in your life. The children of Israel, who escaped captivity from the Egyptians, through, basically through their lack of trust, in God, and the fear of their enemies, because they feared the Egyptians. The children of Israel feared the Egyptians. It's their fear that caused them to die along the way. So they were decreasing. The ones that were coming to the promised land were decreasing because their attitudes were decreasing. But guess what they were still doing? They were still producing and increasing in number. Because it was that generation, their offspring was a stronger generation. They were more successful in their pursuit to the promised land. They were still increasing. Read that in Exodus chapters 5 and 6. Read it 
and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you so that you can implement that in your own life. We need to leave a legacy for our children. We need to leave a legacy for this generation. Even though they died out, they left a legacy for their children. They reminded them of what happened. They showed them this is the way forward. We're going to still increase even under persecution. Yes, at times we wanted to look back, but we're still procreating. We're still having children because we're hoping something different for our next generation. We want to see them break down and kick down some walls. We want them to be stronger than we are. We want them to have more knowledge. We want them to know that when they're being persecuted, the God that they served is with them. And we said it and we sang it today. God is fighting for us. He is pushing back the darkness. Even when the darkness is upon you, God is pushing back the darkness. He is lighting up the kingdom. The kingdom is light. Matthew 5 and 13, you're the kingdom and you are the light. Can somebody say amen? The church is advancing and the word advance means forward. So there's no point in looking backwards. Keep looking forward. We see the story of Lot when his wife looked back. She turned into a pillar of salt. Yeah? Look forward. Egypt was the world and the world was the enemy. The world is filled with worldly wisdom, vanity, and they despise the God that you and I serve. Recognize that. Whether they are your friend or your family, they despise the creator if they don't want to know about him. That is the truth. It may hurt, but friction hurts. Amen? When God wiped out the Egyptians from all their former glory. If you look today, think about Egypt. Egypt was a great nation. Today, they're in poverty. You can't even tell that they were a great nation once upon a time. Why? Because they persecuted God's people. Now, let me tell you something. The same thing is going to happen to the world. If you persecute the kingdom of God, if you persecute God's people, he will wipe you out. Sodom and Gomorrah totally wiped out because poor Lot was oppressed day and night, night and day, day and night. He was oppressed about what was going on around him. He, one person, God would have wiped it out, one person. Lot had to get out because God was going to wipe out the people that were persecuting his people, even if it was one man. God, don't forget he loves the world, but he isn't for it. So if you know good people, if you know good people, and you think that they're not going to get wiped out because they're good people, if they don't know God, they're persecutors. Yes, I'm saying it. If they don't know God, they're persecuted because it's in your conversation with your good friend and you're trying to tell them something about God, in your polite conversation with your friend, you're still going to be opposed. But it's just going to be done nicely. It's just going to be done nicely. 
And because it's your friend, you're not going to notice. Hang on a minute. Being opposed here. And you know, no, no, it's my friend. You know, I'm just going to accept that my friend thinks that way. No! No! That's forcefully, that is forcefully attacking you. So guess what you'll do? you bring the word of God and forcefully attack back. In Matthew 4 and 4, God, Jesus looked like he was having some conversation with the enemy. But he was using the rhema word of God. And we're having like a conversation. And it seems like the, the devil was trying to be smart, wasn't he? Let's turn there, Matthew 4 4. Devil was trying to be really smart by trying to have a conversation. And he even tried to say, it is written. Could you see the subtlety? He was even trying to use God's word. It is written. So it looked like, just like with some of our friends, it looked like we're having a polite conversation. It looks like, yeah, okay, he's saying something that's right. So why, why, why is Jesus all, you know, up about it? He's saying something that's right. Listen to what's actually being said when you're having a conversation. The forceful attack is going to come in your sitting room. It's going to come in your kitchen. It's going to come on your phone. It's going to come through social media. When you click and agree with something that you shouldn't be agreeing with. It's for, the church is forcefully advancing, so there the attack is coming to us. But it's coming subtly. Your phone's in your bedroom, your phone's in your toilet, your phone's in your bathroom. Your phone is everywhere with you. You're under attack. From the time you wake up and switch off the alarm on your phone to the time you go to sleep and switch on the alarm of the phone, something will try to grab your attention on your phone. Somebody will send something on your phone to grab your attention. In the meantime, you've let your guard down because you're ready for bed, got to pray, you read this thing, you get all upset, and you can't sleep. <laughs> Friendly fire. Hmm? Huh? It's on your phone. It's in your face. Hmm? Somebody said something. They're upset with someone. And you're their friend. And they want you to agree. But instead of bringing the word of God and forcefully advancing against your friend. We're saying, yeah, it's true. You shouldn't have done that. Huh? And so you go to bed all, all head up. And the devil's saying, yes. Yes, him, her, forget to pray tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to attack their dream. Mm. Then forget to cover themselves. Yes, I know that God is before them, but they've been doing this too long. Mm. They're not praying every night. Mm. So I might have come out of them, take the seven demons out of them, but I'm coming back with seven more, worse than the seven they had before, because their house is too clean. Can somebody say Amen. Have you ever noticed? Every time I ask a question, it goes down, yeah? Have you ever noticed? When a country is being enslaved, they're always enslaved by the lesser. In South Africa, a few white people from Dutch, and sorry, white people in there, a few white people in Dutch and English colonies go into a big, big, massive country like South Africa, full of black people, and enslave it. What weird. The children of Israel were advancing. They were probably much more than Egypt. Yet, this minority of people could enslave a majority. A minority can enslave a majority. What happened there? No unity. They did it from within. They did it from within. If you want to enslave somebody, you do it within. So what's the way to win? Start from within. Yeah? Our job here 
It's to convince you of the things of God for your life. We're starting from within. So when you go out there, you have been infiltrated from in here. Something, the truth has been preached to you. The truth has, been, has opened you up so that you, from inside, we start in here. We start in your lives. Yeah? One by one, we can affect this nation. This group of people in here, you have the power to forcefully advance and forcefully change the world. Don't think you can't. You can. You can forcefully advance in your life. Just a few things you've got to look out. Some of us need to take our lives back. Some of us need to take our lives back by force. The enemy is forcefully attacking our families and using them to attack to us and what we believe. Stealing our sons and our daughters. Sometimes the weapon that we have to use is our own life. We cannot live a wrong life and fight a moral fight. We cannot live immorally and win the moral fight. It begins with the kingdom of God. We have to forcefully advance in our families. We've got to shut down some of the things by using the rhema word of God. Yes, we do have to be careful how we do it. But use wisdom. The Holy Spirit has been doing this for a long time. If you rely on his will, his way, his instruction and his direction, we will shut down some of the dark forces that are over our sons and over our daughters. But we got to know in order to do that, we are in a fight. Fight for your family. Fight for your children. Fight for them. They deserve it. They deserve it. Let's get our life in order. Fight for our family. The devil is hell-bent. This system is hell-bent on destroying our families. You could tell by the laws. To daddy. To mommy. Destroying family values. Children can't even say mummy and daddy. They say mummy and mummy, daddy and daddy. Gender identity under attack. And identity is one of the biggest things in the house of God. Church, we've got to forcefully advance and start speaking the truth. God said, Adam and Eve, we've got to start speaking it. God wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah. He doesn't accept these things that we choose to excuse because sometimes they're in our families. But that's an attack on you when it's in your family. Get in there, pray, cast it down. We're breeding a generation that's being forcefully attacked because they have something called social media. It's schooling them. They're supposed to be schooled at home. The Bible says train up a child in the way it should go. And they will not depart from it when they get older. Train them up from now. Forcefully. Forcefully advancing in them. If you need to discipline them and take away social media for a whole month and give them the Bible to read, so be it. Get serious with the things of God. We have to forcefully discipline our flesh and bring it into subjection. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, that's what he does. Sometimes you've got to beat around with this thing because it tries to dictate to you. It's so world conscious. We're so, our flesh is so world conscious. It's like Egypt. It's, we're forever wanting to go back. 
But we got to forcefully. Buffet means to really, it's another friction word. Yeah? Buffet is another friction word. But you've got to do that with yourself. You've got to rub yourself up the wrong way in order to get right. Amen? Bible says our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. We got to forcefully discipline our minds from social media. It's captured and infiltrated our mind with gossip and filth. Put it away. Turn it down. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. We have to fight for souls for our generation. We got to push back the darkness. We got to confront evil doing, not join forces with it. We got to expose lies, expose fake news, speak up for truth, preach repentance, stand up to injustice. How did Jesus do all this? Jesus fought the enemy by the rhema word of God and the sayings of God. Don't think you've got to find a way. God's word is enough. He spoke the truth and he went around doing good. That's how you forcefully advance and fight the systems of this world. Speak the truth. Speak the truth in love. Shut down any lies. Close your ears to gossip. We're gossip mongers. We like it. Close your ears to it. And the power of the church that is advancing would advance even more. But before I close here, I want to remind you. The church is advancing. Shannon? The church is advancing. In persecution, know that you know that the church is advancing. When your life is being attacked, the church it is, is advancing. When you hear anything about another church in another country and you agree with it, remember the church is advancing. When you're getting ready to, I want to use a finger word there. When you're getting ready to gossip about your church or other churches, shut your mouth. The church is advancing. Speak up for truth. Speak up for the kingdom of God. When you're in persecution, you then say, okay, this persecution is because that is happening. When it's happening in your own life, know that you are advancing. Something in your life is growing and the enemy or the world is trying to suppress it and push it down. Instead of whimpering away, I want stand up and fight for your sanity. Fight for your life. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your families. If it's coming under intense heat, grow in it. Grow in it. Be like the children of Israel. Be like the third world countries. Refuse to die out. Grow in it. Advance in it. Go back to school. Advance. Learn. Listen and change. The kingdom of God suffer violence. And the violent take it by force. Stand to your feet. If there's things in your life that you have allowed, things that God may have spoken to you today that you've allowed it and you've placed yourself in a weak position. You looked at the giants and the strength of this world instead of looking at the strength of your God. Today I'm asking you to have a spirit like Joshua and Caleb. 
spirit like David who looked upon Goliath and didn't look at his size or his strength. He looked upon the size and the strength of his God. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego didn't look at what the king can do even when he placed them in the fiery furnace and he heated it up. They still said, my God is able. The church is advancing. I want you to lift your voices up today and I want you to speak to God. Lay down some of the stuff that you've allowed to infiltrate your mind. Things that have put you in a weak position. I want you to realize today that it's because you're advancing. I want us not only to give it back to God, but to thank him. Because today he freed your mind when he told you that you are advancing. That's why the heat is being turned up. It's because you are bowing down to a God that will do something about this system. And the devil knows it. And the world knows it. But they will continue to persecute you. Demean you. If it's been done subtly to you, be aware. Father, we just thank you right now, Father God, for your word. We thank you, Father, that today you freed our mind. Father, if there has been a time where we looked at the church, Father, as a weak system. Today, Father God, you have reminded us that the church is advancing. You've reminded us that Jesus Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell and everything that comes with it will not prevail. Father, remind us, my God, that the church is advancing in this generation. It will not shrink back because it is standing on the rock, the rock that cannot be shaken. Thank you, God, that you are fighting for us, that you are pushing back the darkness. Thank you that you are lighting up the kingdom. Thank you that we are the light and the salt of the earth Oh God, thank you today, my God, that we are chosen, my God, to advance the church. Thank you today, God, that we see that our lives are advancing, even in persecution, my God. We are growing. Father, help our minds to grow today, Father God. Let it grow in our persecution. Help us to understand that we are growing. Let us know that it is birth and growing pains that we're experiencing. Father, help us to know that the enemy is threatened, the oppressors is threatened, and the system of this world is threatened by the kingdom of God because they know that it will not fail. They know that we are prevailing, oh God. Help us to know it, oh God. Help us to know it today, oh God. Help us to realize and recognize that we are a part of an advancing force, a war, Father God, that we are fighting. And Father, remind us that we are already in the place of victory because you have already won the war. Help us to know that whilst we fight, we're already won. We've won the victory. Help us to shout hallelujah. Help us to shout hallelujah because we have already won. We have the victory. We are more than conquerors. Remind us, God, when we're going through persecution that you are in the eye of the storm. You are holding our hands. You will bring us through. And when you brought us through, Father God, help us to bring others that together, oh God, we will advance as your church in this generation. In Jesus' name.